Hello, I'm Rick Lancaster. Thank you for tuning in. Grab your Bible as we study through God's Word together. It's my hope that as we go through these messages that we will all grow in our understanding of God's Word. As we grow in our understanding, we'll also be better equipped to glorify God, bless others, and grow faith ours and others. If you have any questions about anything in this teaching, send me a message. I would love to connect with you. With that said, let's get into the Word and see what the Spirit would say to us today. Uh, if you have your Bible, turn to Genesis 13. We've been doing these meetings now for almost five years. Is that, I don't know if that's amazing to you, but it's amazing to me. So every month, the, the way we've been doing it is I bring a topic that relates to Bible prophecy, and then Randy um, usually uh, tags on to the end of that and, and then brings um, headlines and different things and relates them to, um, you know, Bible prophecy. And so this is what we're, what we, the reason why we do this is because there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that relates directly to the reality that Jesus is coming back soon. And can you, can you get these guys? Thank you. All right. Um, love them, but I love them more if they're out there. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, so, so we're, so we're uh, talking about different things. So we're going to talk about something today, um, you know, that, that, you know, for me, it was was fairly unfamiliar to me. I, I had heard the term, but I wasn't really familiar with what it. You know, many times when we bring these topics, they have to do with Israel, and, and that's going to be true for this one today. And in the book of Revelation, we're not going there today. Don't don't turn there. But the book of Revelation tells us that Jesus is coming back. Somebody say Hallelujah! Jesus is coming back, the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the prophet Daniel tells us that one of the objectives of um, the, the tribulation period, that seven-year period that we see described in Revelation, Daniel says one of those is to prepare Israel to receive her Messiah. And, and, and so that's why we're regularly encouraging and to keep your eye on Israel because the things that are going on in and around Israel um, are important. And they point to the truth of Jesus' coming and they should encourage us to be excited about Jesus' coming. And we're going to talk about some things, and I know Randy, I haven't looked at everything he's talking about, but, you know, we're going to, see, we're going to talk about some things that are just, like, hard and, and kind of, you know, not fun things. But what they point to, again, they all point us to the one reality, Jesus is coming back. And so we, we, don't, we don't respond in fear, we don't respond in anger, we respond in, in essence, you know, as, as the Scripture tells us, to look up for our redemption is nigh, it's near. And so that's why we say, keep your eyes on these things. So we should be excited about the fact, some of these, again, they're hard, we don't like them, but the reality is um, that it's a hard thing. Um, the nation of Israel, there's, I mean, it's, the nation of Israel is unique. It's, 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 they are the chosen people of God, and they did something that has never been done in, in human history. You know, they, after 1,900 years of them being dispersed around the world, you know, being a nation and having that nation dispersed and really in, in, a, in a real, real them ceasing to be a nation, 
Um, they reformed. Um, they reestablished the nation of Israel, or the state of Israel, and they did that, um, uh, you know, about 75 years ago. And this is based on a promise that God made to um, Abram slash Abraham in Genesis 13, verses 14 through 17. Let's read that. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and eastward and westward. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. How long is forever? Forever. It's time without ceasing, time without end. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, which they, they can't, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. In 1948, the state of Israel was reestablished, or established, depending on how you want to look at that. And the Jewish people have been back in the land that God gave them, um, gave them and their ancestors for about 75 years. Well, just like when they first came into the land, in the land of, of Canaan, it was already occupied. It was occupied by the Canaanites. Well, when they came back in 1948, they, it was also occupied by a group who would eventually uh, take a name, and that is the name of the Palestinians. Now, I, I, I did a teaching on the Palestinians. I don't remember. Did you actually look up when that was? Yep. Um, tell you. 612-21. So last year, last June, I did a teaching on the Palestinians. I, I, Two years ago. Two years ago. 21. Two years ago. I don't, I don't have to do math right now. Well, I was helping you. Thank you. You see, I wasn't even actually paying attention. So that, that's the problem. Okay, so, so, so back then when they first came into the land, um, there were Canaanites in the land. And when they came back in, the, this other, these other people were there. Again, eventually they would, be, they would be called Palestinians. But, you know, you, you can imagine. The Canaanites weren't too keen on the Israelites, the Hebrews, moving into Canaan, right? They, they didn't like the idea. Well, the same thing is true here. You know, that, that when Israel came back to reclaim the land that God promised them as an eternal possession, there were a group of people in the land that have not really liked it. Remember what God told the Israelites when they went into the, Canaan, into the land of Canaan, the promised land the first time. What did he tell them to do with all the Canaanites? Drive them out because there was a reason for that. And it wasn't because God hated people, hated the people, is it was what, it, what those people would do to his people. And ultimately, they would be a temptation to sin, a temptation to worship idols, a temptation to, to add to their worship of God's worship of other things or get distracted away from God. So it's not an underestimation to say, or an understatement to say that the, the Palestinians um, disapprove of Israel's occupation of the land of Israel. That they have a real problem with that. Well, May 15th marked the 75th anniversary of what the, the Palestinians, the, today what we call the Palestinians, what they refer to as the catastrophe. Um, the term or the word they use for that is Nakba, which is the Aramaic word for catastrophe. In 1998, 
the 50th anniversary of that date, Yasser Arafat um, declared May 15th as Nakba Day. Now, m- now, many of us probably don't see a lot of stuff going on with this, but we need to be aware of these things uh, because of what they mean on a grander scale than just you know this stuff that's going you know going on going on thousands of miles away from us. Um, the Nakba Day, um, and, and this particular year is unique because um, in um, um, this week, uh, Yah, or, uh, sorry, the, the president, Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas was at the UN for the first ever commemoration of Nakba Day. The UN, the United Nations, and just as an aside, a two dozen plus countries um, you know, refused to attend because of, of, the, of, the, of the significance and the implication of what Nakba Day means, um, meaning, meaning they didn't agree with Nakba Day. Uh, Rashida Talib, who is a congresswoman from Michigan, introduced a resolution to recognize a federal Nakba Day in the United States. Now, I don't, did, did we heard anything, did anything come of that? She um, was shut down in, in uh, the House of Representatives, but uh, Bernie Sanders, who is a senator uh, and a Jew, allowed her to do it in the Senate building. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we're going to talk about more about that. Randy's got some things he's going to share about that as well. From a Palestinian perspective, the Jews have illegitimately displaced Palestinians from their homeland. That's, that's what Nakma Day is all about, is that the Jews came in and displaced the Palestinians from their homeland. Well, as from a Jewish perspective, the Jews have reclaimed their homeland given to them thousands of years earlier. And so there's two different perspectives. There's two different viewpoints here. You know, you have to decide whether or not we're going to, are we going to side with the Jews who are claiming the land that God gave them 3,000 years? Or are we going to, are we going to side with the Palestinians who have been in there for a couple of generations? Um, for, as Christians, we should have nothing to do with Nakba Day. It, it, it is, it is, it, it, all it can do is promote anti-Semitism. And as Christians, we should never support anything that, that creates any anti-sentiments towards the Jewish people. As Christians, we should always stand with Israel. This doesn't mean we always agree with everything they do or everything they say, but we, when there's a decision like this, do we, have to, do we side with the Jews or with Palestinians? We should always side with the Jews because, because ultimately the land belongs to the Jews Ultimately, it belongs to God, who gave it to the Jews, um, and and it doesn't answer the, really the, the issue of the Palestinians, and and, and I you know I, there's a part of me that wants to be sympathetic to that, is that you know they've been there for gen, they've been there for a couple of generations, but the land doesn't belong to them, and and so I don't know what the answer is to that. That's for God to decide, for God to work out. But again, for us, uh, we're going to side with Israel. So. The, the, the Palestinians claim the land because you know, they've lived there. The Jews claim it because God gave it to them. Um, and God gave it to them as a covenant. And so, that, again, we talked about, talked about covenants earlier. You know, covenants with God cannot be nullified. 
in Jeremiah 33, 20 and 21, says this. Thus says the Lord, if you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that there will not be day and night in their season, then my covenant may also be broken with David, my servant, so that they shall not have the son to reign on his throne with the Levites, the priests, and my ministers. The Lord's saying, if you can keep the sun from rising and setting, then I'll break my covenant with Israel. Okay, so we know, what does that mean? It cannot be broken. God is never going to go back on that covenant. He is never going to break that covenant, and nobody else can break that covenant. So from the perspective of us as believers, we, you know, we look at Nakma Day as an anti-Semitic um, attempt to, to, and ultimately what they, you know, the, in the UN, what they, they're, trying to get, they're trying to get Israel kicked out of the UN as an occupying force and apartheid and all sorts of other nonsense. The reality is, is God, God loves the Jews. He's never going to stop loving the Jews. He chose the Jews. He's never going to not choose them. And as, as believers in Jesus Christ, we're going to stand with Israel and we're going to do it until Jesus comes back and saves them all. That's my hope. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Remember that the covenant is an everlasting covenant. It means it's never going to go away. Never. And um, if you need or want to study more about the Palestinians, Pastor Rick, when he um, did a teaching on that in June uh, of 21, it's an excellent overview of who the Palestinians are. Um, remember that Palestine is not a country. The Palestinian people were not called Palestinian people until the 1970s, okay? Um, the people that were in the land are Arabs. And so they began to be called Palestinians when Yasser Arafat saw uh, an opportunity to ga uh, gain support from the Arab world and the media um, that to go against Israel. And so it's very important that you understand that because people are beginning uh, to really embrace the concept of Palestinians. In fact, our country is uh, in the process of talking about a two-state solution, which comes and goes. The two-state solution is to give Palestine um, some credence um, as a country. They have the Gaza Strip right now and part of the West Bank. Um, and so if you want more about that, go back to Pastor Rick's teaching because it's really good. But Nakba, the reason that uh, Pastor Rick and I wanted to, to share a little bit about that is for this reason. Um, the, what's beginning to happen is prophetic. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, it's significant because um, in years past, and in 1948, when uh, Israel became a country, one uh, uh, media person said that the Arab nations were itching to fight. Um, he was talking about that because as soon as Israel became a nation, four countries, I think it was four, uh, Egypt, Lebanon, um, Jordan, uh, a couple of others, um, invaded. And when um, they were singing Hatikva in Israel, commemorating um, the, the um, coming together of the Israel state, they had to hurry through that because those countries had invaded Israel in a different place 
and the electricity was being shut down even as they were claiming to be the new country of Israel. So Nakba wasn't called that then, but the seeds were planted. So fast forward that, and what begins, what began to happen is, is that um, the people um, around the world began to say Israel is an occupying force, and Nakba Day became an opportunity for uh, it to be an Arab protest day. And so um, that's why it's used like that. Now, why are we talking about that, you know, um, right now as opposed to in the past? And the reason is because what did Jesus, uh, what did Jesus allude to when uh, he was talking about that all in, in Matthew, all of the countries were going to surround Jerusalem. He was talking about the fact that all of the countries in the world are going to come against Israel. So that's beginning to happen. And as Pastor Rick sh just shared, for the first time ever, the UN had a Nakba day, you know. Um, that means many of the countries that were there um, celebrated that are, as, as an occupying force day, that Israel was in the wrong. They're an occupying force. But what is even um, more, more um, important, I think, for us to understand is the United States now is beginning to do some things that are in support of what the Nakba day is all about. For instance, um, in, um, I'll, I'll read this to you. California school to host Nakba 75 event on Jerusalem Day. An event headline Nakba 75 is scheduled to take place in the auditorium of the public school Santa Ana High School in Orange County on May 18th. High schools are beginning to jump on the bandwagon with the Palestinians. Now, these kids don't even know what the Palestinians are all about, but they've been taught, and and you know the pressure that has been on um, um, our culture uh, is beginning to have an impact, and so that we are even celebrating. When I say we, not me, but um, parts of California and parts of uh, the rest of the United States are celebrating um, that protest day. Well, it gets worse because Biden. Um, is beginning to um, put a lot of pressure on Israel to do things the way he wants them to do. There are unbelievable protests happening in uh, Tel Aviv, although they stopped um, while Israel fought a little bit of a battle with Hamas. Um, but the, the, the issue was is that, that he's putting pressure on them to allow the liberals to protest in the streets of Tel Aviv. And what he's asking for them to do is to embrace the theology and the philosophy of what America is doing, the LBGT stuff, the um, trans stuff and all that. He's putting pressure on Israel to uh, allow those to come in. And then he's considering um, um, selecting an ambassador for Israel because our ambassador just um, resigned. And, and the person that he is looking to uh, appoint, her name is Susie Gilman. Now, she's an interesting person because she hates Israel. Hates Israel. 
but Biden is wanting to appoint her. Um, and he, even though she's very wealthy, she's a Levi Strauss Harris, she spent the past year or so relentlessly attacking the Israeli government. And that's who he's appointing. And so the, the issue that we wanted you to understand is philosophically, the world is making a change on who they're supporting in all of this. And the fact that the UN has embraced it is pretty um, scary. Thank you for listening to this teaching from God's Word. It's one of my core beliefs that the Bible or Word of God has the power to transform our lives. It's my hope that these messages will help you to do just that and to glorify God and bless others and grow faith. If there's anything that we can do to help you with that, don't hesitate to connect with me. You'll find ways to do that in the show notes. In the show notes, you'll also find links to my sermon notes and other resources to help you in your study of God's Word. And sometimes we do need help to grow in our faith. If there's anything that I can do, don't hesitate to connect with me. I love talking to God's people about God and his word. So send me your questions and I'll do my best to answer them. This message was shared at Calvary Chapel French Valley in Murrieta, California. If you'd like more information about the church, go to calvaryfv.com. The link is in the show notes. Until next time, stay in the word and have a radical week with Jesus. Thank you.